0: Welcome, everyone, to This Week in XR Podcast. I'm Charlie Fink. I'm here with Ted Shilowitz and our guest host, Rafaela Camera. We're going to walk through the week's news and let you know our thoughts about it and lead to some interesting conversations about XR today and the tech industry in general. So, Rafaela, thank you. Thank you for coming and joining us here in Spatial, which is a wonderful collaboration app That you could find on almost any platform
1: yep thank you thank you thank you for having me here and welcome again to the very first this week in xr in special i am very honored to be here with the super wonderful ted shilowitz and charlie fink again one more time (laughs) (laughs) so we're going to go through the news the news this week we have a lot of different things to talk about Telehealth, almost $300 million uh, brought in by Hill and Ro. Music, uh, Tomorrowland featuring Katy Perry rakes in $15 million. Uh, We see a continuing strength behind gaming with Animal Crossing and Polyarch, uh, continuing succeeding and bringing in money. LG joined in the air glasses bandwagon and sadly for all of us ces and at least the physical part of ces is cancelled the one the one conference we were all hoping to be able to go back to in january is now going to be virtual what do you guys think about it
2: virtual. i i think i'm now terming ces Chaos experiential show, because that's what it's going to be when we're trying to bring 200,000 <laughs> yeah. people from the physical world into the virtual world all at once. I'm very much looking forward to how much fun that's going to be. <laughs> yeah,
0: right. That should be interesting. So uh, obviously a surprise to absolutely no one. Um, I thought they hung in there for a long time, insisting it was going to happen before yeah. it just became plain as day. I mean, it's, it's an international conference. What could go wrong? <laughs> but it's actually kind of surprising that last year, it wasn't just like at the, the globe's largest transmission center emitting from CES. So um, it, it would have been a shadow of itself if it had taken place in real life anyway. yeah, yeah. You know, as Ted said, I think it's going to be a mess. But on the other hand, there are going to be tens of millions of people from all over the seven continents who otherwise would not what we usually privileged you usually see in a way it may end up being a
2: good if you think about it ces is already kind of the biggest hot mess in the world right you put that many people (laughs) together in a physical space trying to navigate the show navigate trying to get to meetings and stuff you either got to love it or hate it and i actually kind of love it thrive on it and i think it's actually going to be really interesting to see how well a group that is all focused on the future of consumer electronics embraces this kind of experience. And are they going to do it in tools like this, or are they just going to stick with traditional video chat? I hope that some of it starts to migrate in these kinds of tools. Well, I'm I'm very disappointed that that we're going to miss the Charlie and Ted Indian dinner. I
1: know. (laughs) That's right.
2: We can still do it. We can all, we can bring Postmates in and we can all do it virtually and we can share a meal. Yeah. The time <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, I'm we up for all, that. Actually.
1: We were all, we were all there last uh, January. It was an awesome little dinner. Thank you so much for inviting yeah. us. <laughs> all right. So let's talk about the telehealth. Do we really need to go to the doctor anymore? We've seen uh, startups like Roe secured $200 million in Series C funding this week and Heal uh, brought in $100 million in Series D funding. I think what's so interesting about this, it's really completely, talk about disruption. They're really creating completely new, almost business models and almost products. Uh, if you look at yeah. Raw and the way that they're packaging up, like what they offer and what you can do, it's so incredibly interesting. What do you guys think, Charlie? What do you think? Where do you think this well, is going? I to like go? I, I like just-
0: the appification of health, right? I mean, there for a lot of things... We've been traditionally told, well, you need a prescription for an antibiotic. The doctor has to see you. They have to lay eyes on you. And, and that really isn't true anymore. And they can take your blood pressure and do almost every other kind of test electronically. Yep. But, you know, you know, there's sort of like this wall that was preventing it from happening. And, you know, COVID was like a dam breaking, you know, and all of a sudden all those problems with telehealth kind of fell away. And, and I think yeah. that the people who are doing new ways were suddenly, like, rushing through the breach in that wall. And, and you know, as you said, these are two imaginative companies who sort of get the need of the consumer and put that first and built a system, yeah. you know, from the ground up rather than imposing it from the top down for the old world.
1: Yeah. yeah it's I, interesting to I see I totally even how… Even how Roe is changing a little bit, and they're, they're, they're even having a, a products for men and for women with the exact type of health needs that you might have, depending on who you are. I think it's, I just thought it was very interesting how they're trying to do things differently that way. Sorry, yeah. Pat.
2: I,
0: I, I <laughs> don't we I think, already I go to the internet first when
2: we're sick? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. And I, and I think if you look at this as just the extension of how we are virtualizing things that we used to do in the physical world, Like video chat for everything now, for, you know, hanging out with our family, doing work, doing consulting. It's just a natural extension. And, of course, there are some, you know, FDA rules and restrictions and things that can sort of be manipulated and moved around a little bit. And there are certain things that you're still going to need to go to a physical doctor for.
0: A crisis will lubricate things that are already happening.
1: Absolutely. Yeah very interesting completely different industry but still changing the way that the game is being played completely is is music live music I'm, i am i come from music and most of my friends are musicians they they're really really struggling and and paying the price of covid more than many other uh parts of the society. But um we have seen live music completely changing. Over one million people paid for tickets to go to Tomorrowland, the music festival in Fortnite. I think that's amazing. they were technically
0: not in Fortnite. They were using Unreal Engine five, which creates Fortnite like
1: that's right, that's right. right.
0: Uh, but but the idea, I mean, we're seeing this all, all over. I mean, Travis Scott was in Fortnite. They did also the Finnish yeah. uh, May Day in Fortnite, and uh, or or using Unreal Engine Five to create these kind of three uh, D virtual worlds that we're looking at through two D screens. But the fact that they could collect fifteen million dollars. Katie, including and, and get stars like Katy Perry, shows you that the paradigm is shifting and the industry needs this, right? I mean, musicians make their money from touring. They need
2: a way to sustain themselves. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. But the, the, the thing that I think is fascinating is that all of that success, monetary and creative, is being generated on traditional screens, essentially just TV Right. But when you start to look at the future platforms to get into a truly immersive spatial environment where you can watch an artist as if you were at a venue and move around the venue and like Charlie's got his beer, go buy your virtual beer, buy your virtual swag, you know, have a virtual like like uh, is VIP talk with the star, all of those things, just like, you know, here the three of us are hanging out together it feels almost as real as if we were together in our, our living room, in a space, right? So imagine yeah. if yeah. this was happening in a concert environment and how much you could charge for that once the devices move out of their early adopter phase, which is kind of this next yeah. few years of life that we're all going to see. I
0: think we're already seeing just, you know, in the middle of this early adopter phase, the, you know, worldwide potential, right? In, instead of Taylor Swift you know, doing a concert for 10,000 people who have to pay $400. Suddenly she's doing it for a million people who paid three bucks. Correct. And everybody's got the best seat in the house.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a way to bring the concert in the home instead of making people move. And it's a way of reinventing things. On the flip side, baseball is back, but they've done something, they've done the opposite in a way. <laughs> they've, they've tried to, okay, so we're going to add avatars or, or virtual spectators. So I'll try to recreate the same exact thing instead of thinking about it differently, a, a different way of doing that maybe it would have been to do something like the NHL did and what they showed at CS last year, right, or the year prior, which is, okay, I'm home, I'm following the game in AR, in VR, I'm actually in the game. Uh, What do you think? Do you actually like this idea of having virtual spectators, or what do you think is the the future of sports? Well, it was a fail,
0: right? I mean, they characterized it as an experiment and ran backwards as quickly as they could when it just looked ridiculous, and it looked like somehow a video game had mashed into a tv broadcast scott stein from cnet i think said it best when he said fifa 2015 had better crowds than this game <laughs> right so, <laughs> so i think that i think they kept the sound which is actually pretty good but um, yeah. you know the the simulated crowd sound i don't i don't mind that but the uncanny valley between the real player and the fake crowd was really distracting. It,
2: it made it less. fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, I kind of think the better approach to that, at least for the current term, is to do it with a second screen experience. Because I think the, the beauty of sports, live sports, is actually the authenticity of the event. You're not trying to artificially create something that's not there. You know so when you're watching it on tv so i'm a big golf guy i play golf and i i like to watch golf on tv and i'm actually quite happy with the naturalistic way that they're dealing with the fact that there are no fans right so there's a few people on the course there's a couple of people there's the caddies and there's the golfers and there's like the staff and stuff and there's enough people at the end of a golf tournament to kind of clap a little bit and you know they come out and congratulate the winner and that's real and it's authentic and I think that works really well. And I think as long as you know it's real, the, the dynamic of it is better to me than trying to kind of fake it and sort of amalgamate this fake fan thing. I'm very curious what's yeah. going to happen with the NBA. I think the games are starting today, actually, tonight. Yeah, um, yeah. Because they're as doing video screens. They're doing video screens on the walls of the, the Disney complex with, yeah. um, with video of fans. So I'm curious to see how that's going to hold up.
1: Who knows? Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see. And uh and then staying in install gaming of different kind, though. We do we keep on seeing gaming being pretty much the leading use case for users, animal crossing uh, with uh you know with five million. On units the switch, Japan, it's know. a
0: virtual world on the switch. I mean, you know, shout out yeah. to Nintendo, you know, and it's really catching on, on the the young people, the tweens, I guess, who are, you know, heavy users of the Switch.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So good on we Nintendo. And three. Three. Yeah. And even Polyart is closing nine million dollars in Series B funding for developing AR games. Certainly uh, AR games and anything that's AR mobile is still pushing uh and and the yeah. industry along. Well it's
0: got AR games is
1: kind of
2: funny, right? What? Say what did either did either of you play moss uh, on a quest or a yes. rift yes i played it. it's on good quest. it's very very it fun good. and it's, it's fun charming and it's lovely to watch it's and very, super it's a, it's charming good. great
0: great animation mm-hmm. really so really good, good execution
1: yeah and all of these things will only really come to life once we can put glasses in front of our eyes and Anyone who was actually at CES this year, one of the biggest things, what we found everywhere was something related to glasses. I know. Even just Everybody the lenses has for AR glasses. And it seems like everyone is now announcing some form of AR glasses, including LG that this week said they're working on an ultralight AR glasses in partnership with NTT.com. The announcement was a little, it was a little bit odd or difficult to understand exactly what their glasses would look like. Chad, do you have an idea? did you you read that Do you have an idea of how they're going to be building
2: those and i think the the thing that's really relevant about this is that the jockeying for the eyeballs um, is becoming something that every major manufacturer every major ce manufacturer realizes that they want to try and make a play for right so Mm -hmm. we know that most of them are going to fail we know that most of them are going to be sidelined pretty quickly they're going to develop a device that doesn't really connect to the human uh, emotional like use case and and the desirability and we know who's coming that's going to probably achieve the first real human-centric success around this but everybody knows how big it's going to be because if we talk about Apple. this and you heard me talk, <laughs> yeah you've heard <laughs> me talk about this many many times over many years Raphael, the evolution Just- of the smartphone right yep. um yep. this is This is the evolution of the pocket device into the wearable device. And of course, LG is going to get into the game. And of course, they're going to do it with a big tech and and, and telco partner. And you name the giant tech firm, they're all going to take their shot at this. That's 100% like over the next couple of years.
0: Everyone versus Apple.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, pretty much.
1: Yeah. And and what do you think is the year when we're going to really see glasses take off? I think it's
2: in the next three oh, yeah. to five years. I think I would say it. I I would five agree five. with Ted. Three years from
0: now, yeah. some I mean, yeah. it's happening. the The problem is the supply chain actually hasn't caught up with the demand. They could sell a lot more headsets, but they don't have yeah. them. So yeah. I, I yeah. think that headset sales are are going to keep ramping up. But you know, the whole s- worldwide supply next year is like fourteen million. So that's twenty twenty one. We got a ways to go.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. We also think the same that 2023 is really the year where you know we start having the first tipping point really for AR glasses. And in fact, this takes me to uh, the revised projections for the overall XR XR market, particularly the XR consumer market. SuperData came out with some uh, revised projections that show it at 6.9 billion dollars by the end of 2020 and 11.6 by 2023. I know they included uh, software, so apps and hardware uh, from our and, side. At Enterprise Accenture, too, right? Uh, n- uh, no, I believe they were only looking, I think it was only consumers. I know from ours, mm-hmm. but I could be wrong. From our side at Accenture, we've done a similar exercise, uh, concentrating only on the consumer side. We added a few extra value layers. So when we look at hardware, software, or apps, we included infrastructure. And, um, uh, and advertising, we are really looking at about $42 billion by 2023. So it's about four mm-hmm. times uh, what this is, but it does make sense because we include advertising, which is particularly important when it comes to anything that has to do with consumers. Yeah. Do You guys see something similar to that or?
2: I just think what's interesting from my perspective is it'll be interesting, especially for the three of us and others that do what we do, to start looking at as these devices start to hit the market and start to move out of the stage they're in now, how we map them to some sort of uh, mobile smart de- pocket device, right? So we'll look at one of these mm-hmm. devices and we'll kind of say, this kind of is the modern Blackberry. And then we'll look at another device and say, this is like the earliest version of Android. And then we'll look at another device and we'll go, this is the earliest version of iOS mobile, right? Which of course we know where that might come from company that makes ios right and we'll continue mm-hmm. to look at this and we'll be able to sort of do a direct a b correlation to the success quotients right. of what were the real strengths of the blackberry right enterprise early email security you know mm-hmm. like touchable, typeable keyboard all these things that made sense for a lot of people for a certain period of time we're going to have a wearable device that fires on all cylinders that finds that space and then we're going to look at what are the things that made the iphone so special and when whatever wearable device hits that market, we'll be able to map across and we'll be able to go, here it is. This is that version of this now. And over the next three to five years, that's going to start to become our reality. And we're going to start to use these things as if we were using that particular smart device.
1: Yeah. So I think it's, that's it's certainly a great so, it's certainly a great. These are big, big numbers, though. These are, are big are,
2: numbers.
0: Are yeah, big they will be. Uh,
1: You'd be surprised, though. We actually kept. Uh, we stayed a little bit conservative, even in even in that uh, in those uh, those types of calculations, to account for COVID, for a possible likely recession and maybe the tipping points not hitting exactly when we think they're going to hit, but uh, they're big numbers and even bigger when you look at 2030. And as you were mentioning, Ted, it's this idea of the the glasses becoming like like your phone and more. So yes, it's your entertainment, it's your communication, but it's almost also your productivity tools, the same way that you do work email on your phone right now. So it becomes just your one device, obviously in the mirror world, so a little bit different.
0: Uh Uh-oh, the mirror world, there's a rabbit hole.
1: Oh, I'm sorry, but I said it at the very end, so we can close on that, and we don't have to talk about it.
0: Well, that's all we've got this week. Thank you, Rafaela, for coming and guiding us through the news. Ted, always a pleasure to hang out with you, and we'll see you all back here next week.
1: Thank you for having me. Thank you, guys. Thanks.
2: Thanks, everybody. See you next week. Bye.
0: Well, that's all we've got this week. Thank you, Rafaela, for coming and guiding us through the news. Ted, always a pleasure to hang out with you. And we'll see you all back here next week.
1: Thank you for having me. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Thanks,
2: everybody. See you next week. Bye.